This is Equipping Eve, the podcast that seeks to equip women with fruits of truth from God's Word. In his second letter to the Corinthians, the Apostle Paul wrote, But I am afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. A sincere and pure devotion to Christ begins by being grounded in his word. So let's open our Bibles, ladies, and prepare to feast on the truth God has given us. Well, hello, ladies, and welcome to Equipping Eve. I'm your host, Erin Benziger. I hope you're having a good day, and thanks for letting me come along on whatever you're doing, whether you're taking a walk, doing some chores, or just sitting and relaxing and decided to turn on Equipping Eve. Thanks for letting me be part of your day. And I say me because my producer, Producer Charlie, is not here with me today. He's sleeping somewhere else. I don't know. He's slacking off. All right. So what is your favorite flower, ladies? Um, I think we probably all have one. Maybe it's a little cliche that as women we love flowers, but really, how can you not love flowers? They're so happy. My favorite flower, I have a couple of them, but my favorite flower really has to be the sunflower. Sunflowers are, they're just beautiful. They're bright, they're happy, they're cheerful. Like you can't look at a bouquet of sunflowers or sunflowers growing and not smile. Like I just don't think you can. I don't, there's something wrong with you if you can. That's it, there, I've said it. Um, And I just, I've always loved sunflowers and um, they took on, kind of a really special meaning for me um, many years ago um, because it was kind of a thing between my grandfather and I. Um, And so when I see sunflowers now, I think of my grandpa, um, who I loved very much and miss even more, I think. Um, But I haven't always planted sunflowers. Uh, One year I did plant like a giant sunflower and those are fun but they're huge and then they droop and then they're just there um and the birds you know destroy them and the bees destroy them and the bees are everywhere um one year a squirrel planted a sunflower seed that grew rather large um so that was a pleasant surprise i was like wait there's a sunflower in my landscaping that i did not plant this year I picked up a pack of seeds, and I wasn't really sure what to expect. I don't remember what they were called, but it wasn't giant sunflowers. It was an autumn mix so that you might get different colors. Um, and I planted a few seeds in the landscaping on the east side of the house, and three plants came up. Um, well, more than that came up, but I weeded it down to three. Um, at some point, while they were still young, a deer came overnight and ate one of the stalks, and so I was down to two. Um, I wish I was down a deer, but um, I can't take care of that in a residential neighborhood. So anyway, I had to start protecting these poor little sunflowers that were not little for very long. So they grew, as sunflowers do, very fast and very tall. And I'm thinking, these aren't giant sunflowers. I didn't know they were going to get quite this tall. I hope my neighbor doesn't mind. But I started to see multiple buds on these um on these stalks you know lots of branches coming out multiple buds on each branch and i'm just getting like really excited because i love sunflowers and then they started to bloom first it was just one and now i have i don't know how many um and what's been fun for me this year is realizing that they are a favorite landing place 
and um, buffet of goldfinches. So um, I open up the patio doors in the morning and there's like multiple goldfinches sitting on these plants and they're, they're eating, you know, they love the meat and the seeds from the sunflowers. And so I just let the droopy ones stay so that my little goldfinches will stay there and they sing and it's just, it's brought me a lot of joy this year. And it, I didn't really anticipate these flowers attracting so many goldfinches. And so that, just watching them enjoy these flowers, these plants, it's reminded me of God's provision, you know, of Matthew 6, 26, look at the birds of the air, they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And then uh, later, two verses later in verse 28, why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, or the sunflowers, how they grow, they neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. And so I started thinking about what a reminder these flowers are of God's provision. So here, the sunflowers don't worry about what they're wearing because God clothes them and they're beautiful. And as they die in their short little life, they become a food source for these birds. So here he's providing for his creation by his creation. And so that was just kind of a neat little extra lesson that I learned. Um, unexpectedly here from my sunflowers this year. But what has always fascinated me about sunflowers is the way that they follow the sun. You know, they're really loyal to their name, right? They thrive on the sun and they actually move their heads with the sun throughout the day. And there's a word for this, it's called heliotropism. Believe it or not, there's a word for it. And, um, and this is described a little bit. There was an article in um, the journal Science back in 2016, which I could read to you, but it's, um, it's, it's pretty scientific, if you will. Um, so, um, but a summary of that article um, is, in, is on NPR in 2016. I know, I know, but you know, some things they can be objective on. And it says the researchers who wrote this article in Science say the young plant's sun tracking, which is called heliotropism, can be explained by circadian, circadian rhythms, the behavioral changes tied to an internal clock that humans also have, which follow a roughly 24-hour cycle. I wonder how we all got these circadian, circadian rhythms. I wonder how that happened. So a young sunflower will face east at dawn and greet the sun and then slowly turn west as the sun moves across the sky. During the night, it slowly turns back east to begin the cycle again. The researchers found that the plant's turning is actually a result of different sides of the stem elongating at different times of the day. And they say growth rates on the east side were high during the day and very low at night, whereas growth rates on the west side were low during the day and higher at night. And so anyway, um, it just goes on and I'll go ahead and link this in um, or on the website uh, on the, and I'll go ahead and link this on the website as well so you can learn a little bit more about it yourself because I found it very interesting. But maybe this is just, maybe it's just a dumb cliche metaphor, I don't know. But when I see sunflowers and I see them stretching and reaching for the sun, I think 
of how this reminds us or can remind us to keep our eyes and keep our face turned toward the sun, S-O-N, Jesus. I don't know. Maybe it's a silly thing to think. Maybe I'm simplifying life too much, but I don't think it's a bad thing. Helen Keller once said, quote, keep your face to the sunshine and you cannot see the shadow. It's what sunflowers do. And if we take that one step further and we keep our face pointed to the light of the world, we will not walk in darkness. How do I know this? Because in John 8, 12, Jesus said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. So we keep our faces turned toward the light of the world. And then this is how my brain works. Um, so then I think to myself, oh, and someday for eternity, there won't be a sun, right? Because God and his glory and Jesus Christ, those are, that's the sun, that's the light. Revelation 21, 23, the city has no need of sun or moon to shine on it for the glory of God gives it light as its lamp is the lamb. And so this, again, this is how my brain works. This is how the, I think of these things when I see sunflowers. Maybe this is why I love them so much. And then I think of how the sun just shines down on these sunflowers. And I thought, you know, that reminds me of the benediction in number 6, 20, well, starts in 24. We're familiar with this many of us, I'm sure, may the Lord bless you and protect you. I'm reading from the CSB. You might know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look with favor on you and give you peace. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. And I thought, I wonder, this isn't the only place, surely, where it talks about, where the Bible talks about God's face shining on us. And so if you just do a search, and again, I'm in the CSB, so I think more verses come up than you may find in, say, the ESV. Psalm 4-6, many are asking, who can show us anything good? Let the light of your face shine on us, Lord. Psalm 31-16, make your face shine on your servant. Save me by your faithful love. Psalm 67, 1, may God be gracious to us and bless us. May he make his face shine upon us. Psalm 80, verse 3, restore us, God. Make your face shine on us so that we may be saved. Psalm 80, verse 7, restore us, God of armies. Make your face shine on us so that we may be saved. Again, Psalm 80, verse 19, make your face shine on us so that we may be saved. Psalm 119, 135, make your face shine on your servant and teach me your statutes. And I love these prayers that we see in the Psalms. Make your face to shine upon us, Lord. Make your face shine on your servant. Make your face shine on your people so that we may be saved, so that you may protect us, so that we may walk in your light. That's what I see. That's what I'm reading in these. It's almost, um, in a way, a metaphor for salvation, even. You know, as the sunflower turns to the sun, and we turn to the sun, S-O-N, and we will be saved look upon Christ. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, God, for God who said, let light shine out of darkness has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. It's this illumination of the truth of who God is, of who Jesus is, 
And it's an illumination that only God can give, isn't it? And so those are my thoughts for today, ladies. I won't belabor the point because I think you know where I'm going with that, but I hope it's an encouragement to you. And maybe you'll think about sunflowers differently. So as an encouragement, endorsement, I haven't decided what we're calling it. Um, I encourage you, if you can, next year, um, because by the time this airs, it will it'll be too late for 2020, but plant some sunflowers. Um, be prepared for them to grow tall. You can grow shorter ones, um, but the tall ones are a lot of fun. The birds will enjoy them. Um, hopefully your neighbors will enjoy them, and I can guarantee you that you will enjoy them. So they take a lot of water. Make sure you run the hose on them quite a bit at the base. Okay, and thus ends Aaron's gardening lecture for the day. As a parting thought, ladies, do you keep your face turned toward the sun, S-O-N, if you're keeping it turned toward the sun, S-U-N, make sure you're wearing sunscreen. But are we keeping our eyes fixed on Christ? Are we asking for his illumination? If he saved us, so we don't need that, that light of initial salvation, but we need continual illumination for wisdom, guidance in this world, for understanding as we read the scriptures, and for continued growth and sustenance throughout this life until we finally get to our final eternal home where there is no sun as un but the sun as on is light there is no more night it is always day in jesus christ all right ladies until next time get in your bibles and get on your knees and get equipped thanks for listening mm-hmm.